Welcome. Hello. Hello. Guess what today is? It's Thursday. And you know what Thursday is? Beyond Small Talk Day. My name is Jackie Janik, Women's Empowerment Coach, helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And our co-host today, which I am super excited because one, we have the same name, Jacqueline, and she spells it the same way. We spell it the same way with the J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. So we happen to be in the same um, group taking a program together. And of course, I saw her name. And does anyone else do this? Like if you see someone with your name, you reach out to them. I'm also wearing a Jackie name tag. And this goes back way, way back to literally, I think I was 16. I also have a ring on for my sweet 16. So me, uh, I reached out to her. Well, one, I loved her handle, which she's just joining right now, at motherhood underline intended, where she goes talking beyond the mom life, you know, highlights on real. And I am just very excited. And hi, Jacqueline. We were just talking that I reached out to you basically because first and foremost, fun, cool person to talk to and hang out with. Next, we have to find out, do we have the same signs? That would be interesting. Um, I did, oh, I see you're coming on. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah. Great. Thank you. I was just saying that I love that I initially reached out to you for very totally vain reasons just because we have the same name. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> No, I have to. Oh, like I didn't agree. I know you go by yeah. Jackie. I go by Jacqueline. Do you? How do you spell Jacqueline? The same way you do. Okay, I was curious. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people will basically spell J A C L Y N. I see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, totally, that's why I reached out to you. And I was like, I didn't even research you. Or I didn't know like what you did or why. Yeah. But I saw we had the same name. And I was like, okay, she's going to be a great girl. So that's why. Love it. <laughs> so welcome, welcome. Um, I'm excited to have you on today because I think this is a very big hot topic and that women don't talk about it enough for tons of reasons. Um, so let's just dive in. If you wouldn't mind sharing a bit about your story and how you started mother motherhood underlined intended. Absolutely. Um, so I'm a mom to two boys, a three-year-old and an almost five-year-old. Um, but my journey to motherhood was very involved. So years of infertility, um, doing all different kinds of medications and IUIs, IVF. Um, my husband and I, you know, suffered loss. I miscarried twins, then went on to have my son, my oldest son, um, but he was not without its uh, difficulties in my pregnancy. You know, he was born at 24 weeks and five days. So he was only two pounds, one ounce, um, spent you know, 120 days in the NICU. So that was a whole um, journey of our story in itself. But, um, you know, thank God he's, he's healthy now. He's smart and um, funny and all, and all the things healthy. Um, or I should say as healthy as like a preschooler these days can be. I feel like every other week they're like sick with something. <laughs> but overall, germ healthy. people, germ yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, overall healthy. So we are very thankful for that. Um, and he was, we had our son through, that was through IVF. Um, after that, we went on, you know, when he was one, we were like, okay, you know, we wanted to have, an, we knew we wanted a big family and we were a little nervous now, you know, IVF worked and then I got pregnant, but 
I, my cervix started opening too early and that's why he was born so soon. And then we had the loss losses previously. So there was just a lot still to figure out with my body. So, um, I ended up, you know, seeing a couple different specialists and it was determined that it was my cervix. I had an incompetent cervix. So, um, went on to have a surgery that was supposed to help prevent, uh, pre like a, a delivery, a pre, what am I trying to say? A premature delivery. Um, and so, yeah, I had that surgery and then three months later we did a frozen embryo transfer and had a pretty flawless pregnancy with my second son um I was on bed rest for about a month in the hospital mostly due to they didn't know at the time I had premature labor um I had some contractions and it was because I had a lot of amniotic fluid so they never determined the root cause but they did all these tests baby was healthy I was healthy um so they were probably on the conservative side with keeping me in the hospital for that whole month but um I was fine with it because I was like if anything happens I know we're in good hands mm -hmm. and um but yeah went on to do my third trimester at home and yeah he was born on his scheduled c-section full term perfectly healthy um, so we thought we had figured out this whole infertility thing, figured out my body. We're like, okay, we have a full-term healthy child. We have two children now. Um, you know, we were going to wait a little bit longer after our second, cause our boys are close in age. They're like 20 months apart. And so, mm -hmm. you know, two under two was a lot more than I anticipated. Um, so we're like, we'll put a pause on trying to get pregnant again and doing another embryo transfer. So, um, we, we had planned it was going to be the fall of 2021 that we had planned, we were planning to do another transfer. And um, I ended up getting pregnant naturally. And, um, you know, it was after seven, eight years of trying on our own, I had never been able to get pregnant. So we were so excited. Um, and my pregnancy, you know, was, I didn't have any issues until one weekend and I was 20 weeks pregnant and, um, you know, had it started having going into labor and had back pain and, um, you know, unfortunately my, I had placental abruption and I had a stillborn. Um, my daughter had to have a C-section was born at 20 weeks one day. Um, and so after that, man, I mean, our world was just rocked. I mean, we had just been on such a long journey to try and get pregnant and to finally have kids. And we thought we could just go move on with our life and, and, have our children raise them and just be done with the whole like trying to safely bring a child into the world um and yeah so that, that took a lot of healing and recovering from us and after talking with all of our doctors you know it was just kind of decided that it just isn't safe for me to carry a pregnancy on my own um you know i'm at higher risk for uterine rupture and um you know i do have two children at home now so it everything was put into a little bit different perspective this time around than after our first loss, because we didn't really know what we, what we, what we didn't have yet. Right now we have children. And so we had to make some different decisions just for the safety of, of me and being able to be there for them, obviously. So um, long story short, now in our journey, we are pursuing um, a surrogacy journey. So we are in the process of, we just recently matched with a gestational carrier. So we are, um, yeah, going to follow that through. And we have two embryos, two healthy embryos left. Um, so we're going to see how that goes in, over the next year and hope to add to our family safely with the help of this person. So um, all of that to say that, you know, my story has, 
I've been a stay-at-home mom ever since my, you know, with my son, my oldest, being in the hospital and everything and um, being premature. He just required a lot at first. And um, the plan was not to be a stay-at-home mom. I was in a career of in like community, my background's in broadcasting, community management and marketing. And, um, you know, I, I didn't have plans to be a stay-at-home mom, but that just felt right at the time. And I've been home full-time with the kids for four years now. And um, our whole journey kind of, you know, has wanted me to not only for my own healing, but to help other women not feel alone in a lot of these different scenarios as it relates to trying to become a mom and navigating parenting. So at the beginning of this year, um, you know, all this kind of spearheaded my idea to launch my podcast and community and kind of tap into my Instagram a little bit more with motherhood intended. So that's kind of what I've been up to since January 9th when we launched and it's been, it's been pretty cool talking to all these different women and hearing their stories. And um, like I said, it's been healing for me. I wasn't expecting it. I was just really trying to reach out and focus my energy and my um, everything that I've learned in these years, navigating infertility just to help other women. But it's actually helped me a lot to know that like, I'm not alone either. And, and everyone has a story and I'm the whole goal of motherhood intended is just to like I said, like talk behind kind of the highlight reel that you see on Instagram, you know, you, you scroll and you see all the, all the curated photos of motherhood and pregnancy and everything. But um, oftentimes there's a lot more that went into that and happens before, you know, be, becoming a mom. So that's kind of the goal with the podcast and everything is to just bring that to the forefront and have these conversations. Well, it's wild that one, one person like yourself can go through so many different scenarios around pregnancy, because I think there's been, you know, for years, I'm 46. So when I was, had my, uh, when I got pregnant first, I was 34. Yeah. And what blew my mind was that that's called geriatric, geriatric pregnancy that yeah. nowadays a 34 year old woman, I think is technically 35, but I was close. Yeah. So they just put me in that group, yeah. right? That that's what happens. And then you feel like already from the first thing that they label yeah. you, you're like, oh my God, what's going right. on? Right. And then when you, you know, sometimes when you start talking about it, I'm saying me, I felt like, is this my fault? That, right. You know, like those kind of like negative things start popping in your head. So I just want to say like, for you, um, congrats on the podcast and for just sharing your story because um, it can't always be easy, yet it just feels so good just not hearing that these are your, like this is some of the very, very incredibly challenging. Yeah. Yeah. But it happens, like it happens to other women and also, it's not always our, it's, I don't think it's really our fault yeah. ever. Yeah. However, I think when, especially, I had a miscarriage before Sophie, and um, people just kind of, like, look at you like, oh, it's your fault. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. It, it happens. It, and um, I was uh, 11 weeks. So, you know, I was upset, but for some reason, when looking back on it, I don't know how you felt, mm -hmm. but I wasn't, I was like... I, I felt like it does happen yeah. and there has to be a reason that it happened. Yeah. And I was, was course upset. And also, which I don't think women talk about enough either. And I mean, we could go on about like policies now about yeah. <laughs> whatever, what you have to do for a miscarriage. So right. some people, I don't know how it happened for you. Did your body naturally release it? My body wasn't so like, let me just yeah. get, for me, I couldn't go that yeah. way. And I don't even think that people, even women, men, anyone, 
does not understand the intensity that a woman's body goes through even with a miscarriage right. your body doesn't the next day is like oh yeah i'm not pregnant anymore no exactly. no there's so much that your body has to go through you're right and and everyone yeah experience things differently sometimes you know your miscarriage happens naturally sometimes there's other things involved with me it was a little different just because my cervix you know it couldn't hold the pregnancy so yeah my body like naturally delivered um but that's not the case for everyone you're right and um along with physically you know it's not just like you have a miscarriage and then you're like supposed to go I mean this happens all the time because women don't realize that they can take time physically and mentally to process everything but you know it does it, it's sad it happens someone will have a miscarriage and like on Monday morning be back at work like nothing happens and like you're sitting at their desk <laughs> yeah and your body has just gone through a lot and not just your body obviously like your mind I know for me like I did I had different reactions with my losses you know my 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 miscarriage with my twins you know I had never been pregnant before that's my first pregnancy I didn't have kids at home I didn't know anything about miscarriage or barely knew anything about my own fertility looking back at this point I know so much more now but like my second loss kind of brought up those feelings of my loss years prior because I was like oh my goodness like I fully grasped under the understanding of like what my body just did what what it's going through and then how it's going to affect me emotionally but yeah it's um I don't think everybody realizes that you're allowed to I mean your body just you were growing a human inside of you and it's, and that's not how it intended to go. So, um, yeah, I think people need to realize that your body has been through a lot and, and emotionally too, that's a lot to handle, but, um, you know, one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage, which I did not realize that until I was one of those statistics, um, which is just mind blowing to me because you'll be in a room. Think about that when you're in a room, you know, you're looking around, you are not going to be the only person in that room who has experienced a miscarriage, which is, why I'm so passionate about talking about it more because it happens to so many people. It's weird that it's so like on the hush hush a lot of the time. Yeah. And like, there's some taboo around it. Yeah. It's like, it's not like I intentionally did that. It's like, right. that's what happens. And there's a reason my body did that. There was a reason that was happening. And now that you say that, and I'm looking back too, because it was like 12 yeah. years ago, um, I didn't take time. Maybe that's why I'm like, Oh, it was yeah. okay. Because I, 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 I haven't. Yeah processed it I and I was back at my desk right. on a Monday Same. after on a Saturday um, I rem but it's so weird like I now that you talk about it I remember it fully so people who don't want to hear the next step uh close your ears but I'm going to tell you what I had to do real quick you literally at that time I had to take a pill mm -hmm. and shove it up my hoo-ha mm -hmm. right and then just like hold it in and wait yeah and then you just sit there and wait. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I waiting for? Like, you know, it's and the terrible, doctor yeah. tells you, uh, you're going to have cramps. They might, like, you have, like, I was like, well, how intense is this going to be? Blah, blah, right. blah. And then it took about 24 hours. And the next day I was up and I, you know, checked the bathroom and things like that. You're wearing a pad. You're mm -hmm. like, what is going on? Yeah. And then you're sitting at your desk on a Monday when you're like, I can't believe what just happened. Yeah, yeah. and I think but we're oftentimes, just go back like, to life. We don't even because it seems so taboo to talk about and everything, and not everyone knows what that even looks like until you're in that situation. Yeah. Um, we do. It's like I remember feeling like after my first miscarriages, I just like I didn't I didn't know what to do with myself, and it was like a week later that my boss. I mean, my boss had told me, you know, like if you need time or whatever, and mm -hmm. and I I was lucky. I had a great. I was working for a very like um, like a big tech company that was very forward and all of their thinking and, and um, employee benefits and all those things. So I was grateful for that. I just didn't even realize that I needed that. I remember telling my boss, like, I mean, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I, um, 
part of that was just like, I didn't know what else to do with myself. Like I just went through this whole thing and I'm no longer pregnant. I, I'm, you know, that's on my mind. I just kind of covered it up with staying busy and moving forward. And yeah, it wasn't until years later that I was like, yeah, I don't think I was fine. I don't think I was fine at all after that. But yeah, I'm sure so many women do the same thing. They just right, right back to life after everything they've experienced. Totally. And thank you for, you know, bringing it up and sharing. I've been sharing for years. I mean, before IG Live, I would talk about it at work or, you know, or so. And I've, you know, I don't have shame around it. I know women do. I personally don't because I just say it, but I don't think I processed right. it, but I definitely know that I don't have shame around it and I'm not embarrassed in a room to yeah. say it definitely makes other people uncomfortable. Totally. And you know what? I don't care. Yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. It like happens. Yeah. It happens. And I also don't think, you know, to give men uh, some, some credit around here too with my husband, I don't think we really ever really talked about yeah. it either. Yeah. I know that that's a good point to bring up, like, you know, the whole man, the man side of it and their view of everything. Um, yeah, I don't think we, we hadn't discussed it till years later too. And that will kind of, whether we realize it or not, create a barrier between you and your partner as well. You know, there's just kind of like this unspoken thing. Um, but also I feel bad for the guys because oftentimes, you know, if someone is talking about it with you or whatever, they're like, how are you? Like how to, you know, and, and your husband suffered a loss too obviously yeah. not or your partner like obviously not physically but you know that's the loss of a dream you both thought you were going to have a child and and now yeah. you're not so um yeah I give credit to the the men too because that's it's hard for them to navigate too and not everyone thinks about that yeah and actually till this conversation I really didn't think about it either <laughs> like, I, <laughs> to be totally yeah. honest I, yeah I just really didn't and then after because the first one yes he went through a loss too because we were we wanted at right. that time um my second one it wasn't planned yeah. and we it, I found out I was pregnant and we're like okay yeah. and um yeah so that that wasn't planned, so it's I think different. it felt you're still, different. You probably hadn't even processed yet that like that was gonna be happening, and then I didn't even process that I yeah. just had a baby. Right. Yeah, because no one told me. Whatever, whatever it happened, it happened, and I guess I just didn't even like. Yeah, so that one I never right. processed either because I think I just I had a newborn too. Me and my sister are twenty months apart, so you okay. and your your yeah, sons, same. it's like close. Like they're yeah, like definitely. it's a close to. Have two little ones like that close and I guess I just never processed that one either so yeah so yeah for anyone listening things to think about you know make sure you take time even if you feel okay because it's I'm sure deep deep down you know it's still and and no one says not every everyone will react differently you know Mm -hmm. some people it could have been like a situation where it wasn't a planned pregnancy and they hadn't even fully grasped the whole idea of like becoming a parent or a parent again Um, And others, you know, like for me, I think it also hit, it hit not harder, but it was just so anticipated. And I know a lot of women go through this too. If you're going through infertility, you know, years and years and years, you finally get pregnant and then to suffer that too, it's kind of just like one thing on top of another. So yeah, I mean, all that to say, just everyone reacts differently, but just don't be afraid to like, take a, take a minute, take time, process it um, and, and feel your feelings. You don't have to just like jump back into work and pretend like you can't talk about it. Like I do, I have no shame in talking about it. I didn't um, as talk about it probably as much back then, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of just with us, you know, our, our my twin miscarriage that was it happened like two weeks after we had told all of our friends and families that we were expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, I was fourteen weeks, mm-hmm. and 
Um, I had posted it on my Instagram and, and not that I had like any kind of big song or anything, but like all my acquaintances, friends, everybody knew about it. And then only two weeks later, you know, to lose one of our twins. And then I miscarried the other twin two weeks after that. So it was just like one thing after another. And I kind of felt like I had to talk about it because I had told everyone. And so, and social media, you know, was still very like forefront. There was a lot going on. So I just felt like I had to address it. So kind of on accident, I got comfortable with talking about it because I just kind of felt like I had to. Um, I know now that's not true. I could have kept whatever I wanted private if I wanted to, but it's been super healing for me just to be open about it. And yeah, and just, I mean, it happened. So I'm not afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Isn't that awesome that sharing it and actually the what you receive back from your shares is as healing as like, I think sometimes people are afraid to share because of how, what are they going to receive from that share? Right. And I have to say most of the time, anything that I label as like big T or little T trauma, mm -hmm. right? Either my father dying or having an autistic child, like, yeah. or just having a bad hair day, right? right, like, right. <laughs> like anything like from there that most, I have to say most of the time of when I put something out and really like vulnerably share, I, I haven't felt, or maybe I don't register things that I'm receiving that don't feel good back. Yeah. Right? Does that I make totally sense? Agree. Like, absolutely. Do women come out of the woodworks and like you're yes. like, oh my god? That honestly was like the thing that gave me the most courage to continue sharing everything we were going through because yeah, I, you know, I did it out of what I thought was a necessity to share, you know, our sad news because I had just recently shared good news. But I was so it ended up being such a great thing because yeah, so many people came out of the woodwork and were like oh my gosh, I can totally relate. You know, I actually had a miscarriage or I, I've been through this or I'm doing IVF as well. And it is over the years just created this like virtual community of, um, which is also the reason why I've kind of tried to spearhead and bring this to the forefront with motherhood intended, because I found that so helpful. And a lot of times it was people that were like in my life regularly and I had no idea. And then I'm now I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you were going through that. Like, why didn't you tell me I could have been there for you? Like all these things. Um, so yeah, I was, I agree. I was like very surprised at the energy that came back at me and, um, you know, how helpful it was to just hear from other people that surprisingly had been through similar things. That's the thing. We're so surprised by how many other women mm -hmm. and now, you know, women like you and I'm doing this on here. I'm like, I want us to have a space where we can bring these topics up Absolutely. and feel safe and secure and not judged for how we feel or just talking about it. And that's just like you, similarly, how Beyond Small Talk started. Right. It started even before this, yeah. six years ago, six women in a room and we're like, mm -hmm. lay it all on the table. There's I no judgment. It. There's no, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's crazy when you get in that space, how healing it can can be yes. or or even freeing yeah it feels freeing to just truly like oh last week I had someone talking about oh but just be true to who you are and sometimes I question well who the hell am I like yeah, some days exactly. I'm like sitting here and I'm sure especially in motherhood yeah. you're like yes. wait what oh, gosh. <laughs> I, could, I could talk about that for an hour yes agreed but like like you said like just even being like taking a minute and being in that space with other people it's like oh yeah like I don't know like who am I <laughs> who am I and what am I doing? And mm -hmm. it's totally okay that I had miscarriages, that my pregnancy, like you could hate it, you could love it. Like, all and the there's deal. a whole spectrum yeah. and all the feelings is totally okay. You always see like, um, I follow some 
women on IJ and no shade at them, but they're just gorgeous with their bellies and right. like just beautiful. And I was like, that's not everyone. I'm happy for them. And I'm so exactly. glad that they can do that and look yeah. that way. I did not. I was wearing maternity jeans five months after I gave birth. Yeah. I came to work with my shirt on backwards and freaking milk coming out. Yeah. Like yeah. that's real too. And I have to say, I did have one nice dress that I would wear everywhere. <laughs> you gotta have that Heavy one. That one that just one dress. Yeah, one that showed the belly and the boobs yeah, and yeah, I was like yeah. all right this will work for like but um how did you feel like during and post pregnancy absolutely I had um I feel like it was different with every pregnancy and with every well every pregnancy was obviously different every pregnancy had its own challenges but even with my two boys I mean I felt wildly different too and it was just you know um you know obviously with my oldest it was very different because I wasn't even prepared to give I mean I hadn't even gotten to all my like the birthing classes and all the things I signed up for and I'm very aware that my mom used to love to tell me like uh we didn't take any of those classes and you turned out fine everyone's people have been doing this for years you'll be fine and I was fine but um you know it was him being born at 24 weeks I hadn't even fully grasped like luckily we had his crib up and everything and but I was wasn't ready so that was kind of a whirlwind after that and I probably didn't take care of myself enough because I'm just like up and back for the going back and forth from the NICU for four months and just trying mm -hmm. to work and do all the things. And I was pumping and figuring that out. And um, then with my second, you know, I, everything I was, it was eerie. I was like how calm I was and I understood my body a lot more. Um, but I also was like able to give myself more grace because I was like, okay, I know that postpartum Jacqueline doesn't have to just like pop up and be like Instagram beautiful right now. Like <laughs> this is a season yeah. it will pass and everything. So I do, I appreciate like all those women who, you know, and it's not to throw any, yeah, any sh yeah. shade at like anyone who has those beautiful posts. Cause I actually love those yeah. too. I love seeing the announcements and um, you know, all the fun stuff everyone posts with their, their kids and mom life. But man, seeing the real stuff is, is awesome as well. Knowing you don't have to be, glammed up all the time and it's real life right like postpartum you're like you said t-shirt backwards you're in your postpartum pants like that's just real and and even the people with those perfectly curated photos are you know that behind behind the highlight reel they're in those maternity pants as well <laughs> I mean so and I and when I see the girls who you know just look like they never even gave birth I'm always mm -hmm. like you're lucky. Me, I still feel like it. I just, for me, my body never, ever. And no, I, it, yeah, this is a whole nother topic going back to your yeah. body or whatever. Yeah. It's different. It will always be different. It's yeah. just been through a whole experience. I'm still very much in awe that women can do this. I know. I'm 47 I years know. old and I'm like, what? Yeah. how do yeah. we like, how? <laughs> I know. <laughs> how do you grow this? I'm in total. Just, yeah, it is. It is wild. But yeah, just, I, the whole bounce back thing, like you said, that's a whole nother topic. But yeah, it, yeah, as years go on too, and with every pregnancy, you kind of, I think, learn to appreciate your body and all the crazy things it does and, um, you know, miraculously does too. So it's it's different perspective for sure. Completely. And to acknowledge about your um, NICU stay, my mm -hmm. daughter was in for 10 days. So, okay, yeah. you know, a short, she was born preemie as mm -hmm. well. I had tons of uh, challenges during pregnancy. I felt fine, but I had a very rare chromosome disorder okay. in my placenta. Yeah. And I am so grateful that I um, am in New York. I had one of the best doctors ever who caught it. Like, oh, that's wonderful. 
Um, but yeah, the, the Nick you, I have to say too, and is a whole different experience than totally. every one of my friends who just had this baby right. in the broken home. No, like you, you don't. And I was pumping at home mm-hmm. and then no one told me that if you don't pump right after like giving birth, that yeah. they get engorged yeah. and they're like Dolly Parton size yeah. and Again, that you could get infected and hurt. <laughs> did not make it to the breastfeeding class, did not know this, was not prepared to, yeah, deliver early. However, even if it was, like, weeks weeks early, it's, like, yeah, yeah, didn't didn't know that either. Yeah, was learning on the fly for sure. Um, yeah, the NICU experience is a whole thing in itself, right? Um, I felt the same way, you know, as I was felt so many conflicting feelings. I was so happy to finally, you know, have a child and um, be a mom and everything. And but then the same token, I was, like, this isn't, I'm not like everybody else. Like, this isn't how it's supposed to be, like, trying to navigate that. And, like, yeah, this, like, imposter syndrome kind of, kind of creeps in where you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not even I'm, – I'm not worthy of, like, being in that mom club or doing this or that because I didn't have that kind of experience. Like, my conversations are going to be about, like, super serious stuff that went on in the NICU and, like, my son learning how to suck, swallow, and breathe. Like, that's, that's where we were at. It wasn't, like, coming home with a newborn and just, like, trying to get sleep and feed. It was a little more involved. So – um, that was another situation, like over the years, just trying to, um, fully process that too, the NICU, right. And experiencing that and whether it was, I've talked to a lot of women, whether it's five days or 125 days, the NICU is not your original plan. So it's a lot to take in and there's a lot going on. Um, and yeah, I just, I felt too, I was very, it was like an out-of-body experience. I wasn't quite sure what I was doing. I was just you know, worried about my son and everything. So it's, it was a whirlwind in the NICU for sure. It's really interesting because when I had my daughter was during Hurricane Sandy and I had her like a few days before. And um, so she was, had to go to the NICU and then they're like, oh, you got to leave. And I was like, I can't stay with her. So it was very odd that I wasn't with her and I was leaving her, right? So you left the hospital without a baby. Yeah. But you just had a baby. And then what I noticed, they gave me a sheet, call, blah, blah, blah. They literally checked down if I called. So I guess they were kind of like paying attention on yeah. how we were doing there yeah. and were we visiting and when did mom come, when did dad come. And like, and I could see why they would do that because it's a very odd feeling because my husband and I actually, like, after five days or something, we went to dinner. And mm-hmm. I was like, is this wrong? Right. I was like, doesn't it this feel is like so you're just, like, living a weird life? They're like, what just, ha- like, what just happened? Yeah. Everything about the NICU experience is so unnatural. Like, thank, thank goodness for these doctors and modern And the nurses. Oh, my God. Oh, the my nurses. God. NICU nurses are, I don't even know, angels on earth. They are yeah. so special. And like you just mentioned, I mean, I felt like the nurses were not only taking care of our son, but like they were. They were taking care of us through the whole process, and which was just awesome but yeah nothing about it is natural because yeah you're leaving without your baby it's and you just had a baby and you're not it's 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 the not a body experience for sure we felt the same way the first it took us a while because then we knew we we were gonna with him being born so early we knew he'd be in there for he'd be in the NICU for a while so um I think it was like two months in and one of the nurses was like you know you guys can take a night off like because we would go up there every night we would kind of shift during the day I mean we were just we didn't want to be away from him and they were like you should go out to dinner. Like you should, you should leave. It'll be okay and everything. And yeah, when we, I was glad we did that because it was for our own health and sanity. But yeah, it felt so weird sitting at dinner being like, this feels weird. Like our child is in the hospital. We're here just eating dinner. But 
the fact of the matter is, is like, that's, that's a situation. And it's important to take care of yourself as the parents too, because as soon as that your baby is released from the NICU, whether like, again, five days, 50 days that you're there, you got to jump in and be ready. So you want to be sure that you're, you know, in your best mind and body as well. Yeah. Oh my God. So many, like we can have a little pot on each of these because there's so much to talk about (laughs) with just in that experience that I do really enjoy talking to you about this because I don't think like we were just talking as women um, processing all this. And I, I haven't, really i i tell people oh yeah sophie was in the nicu for 10 days my boobs were engorged um it was a super sore sandy so she was born three pounds um uh, 15 ounces and i took her home before five pounds because um new york downtown new york hospitals for the babies were coming up to where we were on 59th street and they were like she's good I was like, oh, I got a call that morning. She's good. Nobody, they didn't get me, nothing. It was literally, no, she's good. Babies are coming from NYU and, you know, Sophie's pretty good. And I was like, pretty good. I bought a little tiny dress. They're like, you could take a picture, but it's cold out. We need, we need to put on clothes, mom. And I was like, but I want to show me this dress. Like like how you said, you have this whole vision in your mind. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Relatable. Our, our son, I never thought he'd get that. Sick. I mean, again, for being in there four months and we were dealing with, you know, the hurricane and things like that. And I can only imagine what everyone's going through who have babies in the NICU during COVID. I mean, this was yeah. 2018 with my son. So before all that, but um, yeah, not what I envisioned for like, you know, the first day of bringing him home and like his little outfit and everything. It was, it was like, is he safe? Do we have hand sanitizer? Don't breathe on him. Like that was the reality of it. It wasn't like all the newborn photo shoots straight away that I had envisioned. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that we can talk. They don't offer you photo shoots in the NICU. Yeah. That's a no, no, you don't get that in there because, and like you said, um, the anxiety that I think I felt wasn't just for my daughter. I think I was taking in every other baby because, especially as a first time mom, right? Not as like, oh, maybe if you, I don't know what it would be if I had multiple kids before that. But I knew when certain beeps were going off, and I'm sure you knew the beep. Mm -hmm. Right. That means they weren't breathing. Yes. And it kind of like sticks in your throat yeah. when all of a sudden you're in the room. I was in this Nick, you, you had no windows. Mm-hmm. You're there for hours and you're just w- rocking or whatever. And you keep hearing somebody and you're like, and you know what it meant. Yes. And that's right. what I it's think like got me. Like, yeah, I, I agree. And like you saying the beeping, oh my God, it like comes floating back to me. Like, I feel like I had like yeah. this fall of anxiety the whole time. Just, yeah. With all the, the bells and whistles going off. And even to this day, like if, you know, we're in the hospital and I hear something, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't, like, it just tosses you right back to that experience. Yeah. Cause you know what it means. Yeah. And then you have empathy for that other mom there where, you know, she's dealing with that. And then you're just, it just, you're right. There's just such a overwhelming amount yeah. of feelings that range for so much that either maybe I haven't thought about it as much, whatever, because it's like, self-preservation or when are you feel safe and ready to talk about it or I don't know definitely I get that completely (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's so nice and I'm so happy that we're sharing this because for all the women out there you are not alone and 
two Jackies, like Jacqueline and Jackie. Does anyone ever call you Jackie or no? Never. Um, it's funny. No, I've always gone by Jacqueline. I have some friends who like growing up called me Jack. Um, it's my sister-in-law's name is actually Jackie. It's my, my husband's brother. So we both have, we're both like Jacqueline Bairds. So oh. it kind of worked out that like she goes by Jackie and I'm Jacqueline. And so, um, yeah, I've just, my family's always called me Jacqueline. So <laughs> cool. I and one last question for you. Yeah. It's around, um, what's one thing, I've been asking everyone this yeah. just to bring to light, what's one thing you like about yourself? Oh. Um, I would have to say, going off of what you were just talking about, I like that I am a very empathetic person. I think that has been amplified over the years, like you said, once you've been through you know, a number of things and everyone has their own experiences as it relates to motherhood or not. Um, you know, you learn to have, I just think I'm, I might, I've always been empathetic, but I, it's been amplified over the years. And I do love that about myself because it has, it's actually brought a lot of amazing people into my life and it's allowed me to connect with other people very easily, just having that empathy. So, um, yeah, I, I do like that quality. <laughs> That's, I can feel that. I feel that. And ditto experiencing some of the things that we've had you certainly have another level of feeling for, sure. for um women on their motherhood journey. yeah <laughs> absolutely well thank you thank you thank you thank so you. much can you tell everybody where we can find you yeah absolutely so on instagram like you said i am at motherhood underscore intended um all my links are on there so that you can find the podcast on there. I have a Facebook community group for uh, the motherhood intended community with, I think we have almost 400, 450 women in there now, um, all for the same purpose of connecting and chatting motherhood and finding support. So um, yeah, you can find the link in my Instagram and it'll lead you to everything, everything motherhood intended. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you Beyond Small Talk and see you every Thursday. Yes, thank you so much. Hey, thank Jacqueline. you for having me. Bye. Bye.